Welcome jurors to Dueling Advocates, where everybody gets an advocate. In today's case, we will evaluate the overconsumption of marijuana. Well, based on how long I have to hold my breath while driving around town with the windows down, I I'm going to say, yeah, people are definitely overusing marijuana. I mean, what do you even mean by overusing marijuana exactly? That they're smoking it too often, too much, and in too many places. Who gets to decide how often they can smoke it? Me. No, it, you don't. Yeah, I'm the, the advocate arguing against no, it. So I'm and I don't think that there's any overconsumption. You, you'd have to tell me what overconsumption really constitutes. Because, I mean... Perfect. To a detriment of their finances, their mental faculties, their ability to hold a job their ability to do it in modesty so that it's not like blatant out in, in public where you can't drive for 10 minutes in any direction with the windows in, uh, down on your car and not suffocate trying to avoid smelling people's exhaust from, from the marijuana. You know, I don't think that's uh, as big as, of an issue if you think about it. So it's not a big issue if it hurts people's finances, their ability to hold a job, or their ability to think. Yeah, at the end of the day... Alcohol does all of those things, but we don't determine that someone cannot... Yes, we, we limit... We don't tell them what they can drink or not. No, what we, are you talking about? Yes, the government has all sorts of, of uh, restrictions in place for alcohol. We tell people what age they can drink. We tell people what alcohols they can drink. We tell people what can be imported into the country. We tell people how much they're allowed to buy, if they're allowed to sell it. We have all sorts yes, of restrictions. Yes, but for the consumer, I can go to a bar and just drink myself on a That table. is not true at all. The, the bar has a duty, a legal obligation, to not serve you once they, they believe that you are inebriated. Yeah, but that comes to their belief that I'm inebriated. Not to mention... And if they get that belief wrong, they can be sued. Not to mention, I can then walk out of that bar and then actually purchase alcohol and drink that. Nope. There is no actually, line actually, on that's, consumption. Actually, that's a lie. Absolutely. No, if you, are, if you are drunk and you go into another establishment and they see that, they are not allowed to sell you more They're alcohol. They are required to see that. And that's what I'm saying to you. It's that ultimately, even sober, I can buy 10 bottles of vodka and I can go home with 10 bottles of vodka mm -hmm. and I can drink on my porch to my heart's content. Correct, because you purchased them while sober. Okay. And you were able to make your own conscious decision okay. to do it. The That's person with marijuana can do the same thing. That's why I said you got to clarify overconsumption. Yes, and I did. It, once it gets to the point where they, they use so much of it that they're no longer able to think straight, their finances are harmed by it because they buy too much of it, and they, they are using it too much in public where everybody else is bothered by it, so, so yeah, th those are examples of, of too much consumption. No, I don't think so at all, because food, people can buy too much of it to the point of everything you just said, and it even kills them with a stroke, but we don't tell them, hey, you can only have one meal. Same thing with cigarettes. That, that actually gives you full-on cancer, it's been proven, yet we still allow the sale of that, smoke ah, to your heart's content. But here's the difference, right? With the alcohol, they put re regulations. With the smoking, they put regulations. With the food, they didn't really put regulations. You know why? Because with the food, it doesn't affect other people. Secondhand smoke was affecting other people, so they banned it from restaurants and things like that. Yeah. Uh, alcohol with, with uh, people killing you with driving while being drunk and stuff like that, yeah. so they put restrictions on it. Food, yeah, you can eat whatever, and it, it, it may not be the best for you because it could give you diabetes, this, that, and the other, and it's not generally great for society in that sense,
but it's still your own personal choice and your own personal uh, side effects. It doesn't hurt me driving around town that, that you have diabetes. It's killing us on healthcare costs. Not only does it affect you, it affects everybody in the healthcare that's industry fine, because but, of but it. But that's not a direct so link. I, that's that's a secondary link through a, a government program, which is a form of socialism, which I don't agree with anyways. But now, when, when you're utilizing marijuana in moderation, it's fine. It doesn't really affect me or, or anybody else. It's a plant. It's natural. They, they can, you know, use it grow it in their backyard, do whatever. Of course, I'm not speaking legally, right? Because legally, you're not allowed to do these things, but whatever. You know, I, I don't have an issue with it. But when it gets to the point where I can't even walk or drive or go anywhere without smelling it and, and being suffocated by it, it's a problem. You, you shouldn't be able to just, you know, gas an entire neighborhood with it and expect everybody who doesn't consume those products to be okay with it. You know what? I don't think... What you're saying is what's actually the case. So first, I guess we should start off by saying we're not in a place where it's recreational. Because if we're talking about a place where it is recreational and, and legal, the consumption of it, then it is regulated pretty much to the same stance, if not even more, than cigarettes. Because you have to be older to purchase it, 21 and older, and you can't drive while under the influence. So, at the end of the day, it's actually regulated like both cigarettes and alcohol, which makes even harsher regulations for it. And that's what I'm saying. And, but at the end of the day, overconsumption is where I'm saying we disagree. It's not overconsumption. The beauty of this plant is overconsumption, you're sleeping. So, it has a pretty good limit on when you've had too much, you're sleeping. That's it. You're not you're going to be out like a log if you have too much once your body reaches its limit. So, so at no point am I, are we saying overconsumption. It regulates itself. So num number one, it doesn't regulate itself because it, it affects people differently. Not everybody just goes to sleep. Not everybody gets hungry. Not everybody gets glaucoma cured when, when, they, when they take too much of it or enough of it or stuff like that. Some people get extremely paranoid. Some people get agitated. You know, it just depends on, on the, the individual consumer and even the, the, the specimen of marijuana that, that they're consuming. True. Because nowadays, they have all sorts of boutique varieties that do Absolutely. Whatever. And the THC content goes out the roof. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, out the roof or lowered or whatever. Yep. And then, and then you have uh, other methods of, of consuming it. You have, uh, you know, the oils, brownies. You have the, the, the vape capsules you're talking about the smell the vape has become scentless so that's going to be another thing that if you can't well that's a lie because i smell it everywhere well where you are it's not legal so you probably aren't the people in your state are probably just buying it from any dealer that they can get their hand on so it's probably not the ones we're talking okay, about even if it's scentless mm -hmm. you know uh carbon monoxide can still kill you and it's it's odorless and colorless and it's 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 just a, a gas that that kills you slowly. True. So I don't want to be breathing in countless uh, amounts of whatever toxins are in this odorless. It's, it's not gonna kill you. You don't know that. It's not gonna kill you. If you're in a room full of of this odorless uh, marijuana smell, you know, well, it could eventually replace enough oxygen that you're not getting enough oxygen to breathe and you die. Well. You should just make sure that whatever that room is has proper circulation anyways. Air circulation, open a window or something, 
Because then, if you open a window, it, you're just letting more of it in. But at the end of the day, if you're sealed in that area, anything can kill you. If you're locked in a room that's not getting proper circulation, anything can kill you. That's not true at all. If if you're in a room, and or a house, let's say, and it's it's they're they're never perfectly sealed against the outside. Yeah. But even if it is, if you, if you're in this perfectly hermetic, uh, hermetically sealed, hermetically sealed room, yeah. okay. Yeah. And. You, you have uh, your air conditioning going and it's cooling and, and processing the air and circulating the air throughout the house, you're fine because that house contains enough oxygen, even when sealed, to support your life for about 24 hours anyways, when you would wake up and, and leave the, sure. the house and sure. go to work and whatever. So And by the AC circulating it, it's not like one room is going to be concentrated with all of your CO2 and stuff like that. Agreed. So so you're fine. But if somebody in that house is vaping and you're not smelling it and it's replacing all of the oxygen with whatever it is that comes out with uh, with marijuana, you know, the, the remnants of THC or whatever it is that's okay. burning, then yes, you pose a risk to, to me or whoever is in that home. I've seen vaping is water vapors that, that kind of disagree on that front but that said even if i give that to you then the answer is don't go rooming with people that vape enough to kill you in a sealed house 24 7 that has nothing to do with regulating marijuana yeah and that scenario is is not realistic because no house is sealed exactly off from so what i'm saying is is when you're in your home and everyone in the neighborhood and the people walking around are are smoking to the point where you can smell it in the house you're now suffering from that, right? Because now you're getting what, what they would call a contact high. I don't want to get high. I don't want to have anything to do with that. Why, why do I have to smell it? That's fine. You know what? As far as I'm concerned, when, I, when I've rented in the past, my house would always smell like cigarettes and I didn't smoke, but it was, it's legal. They're legally able to smoke if it just yeah, so they're happens. Not, they're not legally able to smoke you out of your home like you're trying to smoke an animal out but of a burrow. If it goes up into the air and it comes into my room, they're not doing anything against the law. If someone's cooking horrible food downstairs and I get a whiff of that in my house, they're legally allowed to do that. No. Am I going to tell them they can't cook something that smells bad because now my house smells bad? Actually correct, yes, because the, the durian fruit has been banned from subways and things of, of that nature. Subway as in the the transportation method, not the restaurant, because it, it has such a pungent smell that it, it prevents other people from being able to breathe easily. Yes, but I dislike the smell of lavender. So if someone's lit a lavender candle, mm -hmm. one of my neighbors, and then that that comes up into my room, should have banned lavender too? It's not that you're banning lavender. It's that you, you're, you have an issue with that one unit producing too much of that scent. Yeah. Yeah, they're not allowed to smoke you out of your own home. Yes, but what determines smoking you out of your home? The volume of it. The for, fact that for I example, smell it. For example, if, if you lodge your complaint and they find out, you know, they, they send uh, officers to the home or something like that, and they, they figure out that what's happening is they have not even a candle. They just have a little paper square that they got as a sample from a perfume place that has a lavender perfume squirted on it, and you can barely smell it. Okay, the, the police then are going to say, no, the issue is you. Either you are too sensitive to this product or you have not sealed your home properly or for some reason you have a direct connection to, to the air in this other unit and you need to fix that with the landlord or something like that because that small amount should never reach you. Now, 
if they go to that same unit and they find out that they're burning 57 uh, lavender scented candles at the same time, that's a huge problem. They should not be producing that volume of, of that scent anywhere. They have no business doing that because one candle is, is plenty for a huge house. How are you going to have 57 candles in an, an apartment unit? That's, that's why you're suffering in your other unit. Maybe they're making candles, but agreed to what you said but why are they in lit? the sense that, hey, it may be a you problem. And that's what I'm thinking because that's where it gets problematic with the overconsumption idea is no one, you'd have to, as a collective, determine what is overconsumption. To the point where it, it changes the, the brain of the consumer. That they, they now, because it's being legalized in many places, they're doing more studies. Mm-hmm. And they have actually found that people who consume large amounts of it, their, their minds are no longer the same as they were prior to their consumption. But is it better or worse? It's worse. How? Because it's not the same person anymore. What is it a better it, it's, person? It's made a physical change in their actual brains. Yes, the people have claimed LSD has done that. People have claimed numerous drugs have done that. It's not a claim. LSD actually does do that. And it then, doesn't even leave the body. And then Steve Jobs has been pretty much. It's been stated that he's done it in the past, uh-huh. and then he created Apple, so maybe it does have a beneficial effect. Oh, my God. Exactly. So your example is the guy who died of cancer? Great After example. After making a multi-billion dollar company and living until, what, 80? That's a... a once you're he that probably old, probably made the company before it had a chance to change his his brain no, enough it was, to cause a problem. It probably changed it. If we're watching the documentary, and I'm not sure how truth it is, how truthful it is. I'm just going based on what some fanboy put in a book. Right, we have no idea if it's accurate, but if that's the case, then absolutely it happened before, and that's where the creative ideas go. So. Ultimately, it you know changes what? You the know brain. What? Listen, but like I said, I, my concern is the overconsumption. Exactly. If, you, if you're using a small amount of it because you're mistakenly under the impression that it helps you be more creative, you know, whatever. That's your personal choice and it doesn't affect me. But when you're smoking it like a chimney and it's done en masse where, where my whole neighborhood is doing it and I'm suffocating over it, it's an overconsumption. It, it's a problem. But here's the thing. If everyone in your neighborhood all smokes a small amount at the same time. It may destroy your neighborhood in mass anyways in no. terms of the smell. No, it wouldn't Absolutely. be enough to reach me because I'm not that sensitive. If they're, if they're smoking one uh, serving size... You're sounding pretty sensitive right now, just saying. Sure, whatever, but let, let, me, let me get this out there, right? So if they're smoking one serving size of, of the, the vape capsule that they purchased a day in their own home, I would never notice it. But when you're driving around the neighborhood with your windows down, which further limits how much you're exposed to, to what's around you anyways, and you're still suffocating in the car because all you smell is the vape version of the smell of, of marijuana because there's a difference, right? The actual plant-based one smells a little bit more pungent and less chemically than, than the one that, that, that are coming out of the, the vape capsules. But if you're smelling that, that's a problem. That means that they're, they're smoking or vaping enough of this outdoors for it to linger in the streets so that when the car passes by and it does that uh, vacuum where it sucks in some of, of what's, what's yeah. on the outside, 
and you're getting those eddies on, on the inside of the vehicle, that's a huge problem. That is way too much that somebody or, or, or the whole neighborhood is, is using. What is a serving size exactly? From those capsules, they have it listed on the bottle. It's, it's usually like, uh, you know, a twentieth of the vial. Which capsule? The 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 vape capsules that that people purchase that have that are laced with marijuana or THC or, or because I, I think when you're you're understanding the whole vape thing whether they're going home the some capsules are this big some capsules and I'm for the audience I'm literally just showing a full space between my index finger and my thumb and it's a lot some capsule are are thick. Yeah, which is why so one twentieth. I mean, the thing is that there is no prescribed serving size. They do have a serving size because not, not the original ones because nothing was regulated. Now people are dying. They've applied serving. But sizes. remember, what we're looking on right now in these situations are some of the THC content is a hundred, some of the THC content is eighty. Some is even less. So to say one twentieth is a serving size, and as you say, it, it affects people differently. So there is no way to determine correct serving size. It's just the serving size based on what the manufacturer put in the vial and what can actually you know cause harm to a human. So they, they keep it under that, that amount, and that's the serving size that they recommend. If you want to smoke more of it, that's your choice. The problem that I'm seeing is that you have enough people on that one block that are smoking this or vaping this outdoors to the point where it lingers in a, a road. A road is like two to four car lengths across and stays there long enough for that, that when cars pass by, they're able to suck in enough of this, this odor that they themselves in the vehicle are now struggling to breathe. But that's not overconsumption at all. That's just four people smoking. Like That's a lot of smoking. Because here's the thing. If I go to my neighborhood, an example, I never smell it. So if there are people smoking in my neighborhood, I mean, for all I know, I don't know how much they smoke. Maybe they're... They a pour, reasonable amount at that maybe point. They're, maybe they're smoking like chimneys, but they just have ways of uh, doing it over water. Who knows what they might be doing to dilute the smell of it. I don't know. That's but, fine. That's fine. But because that's a good example. Right? Because in a neighborhood, you have noise ordinances. After, well, at any time of day, you're not supposed to make enough noise that, that you disrupt somebody's life in their own home. But generally speaking, after 10 or 11 p.m. at night, all the way up until 6 in the morning, you're not supposed to, like, start a lawnmower outside and, and make people yeah, wake absolutely. up. Okay? But if, if you're some sort of a lawnmower maintenance tech and you want to fix and test these things in the middle of the night and you're doing it inside of your home, and you've created a way where you can exhaust the fumes outside so that you're not killing yourself, and you have enough sound dampening that nobody yeah. can hear it outside of your home, yeah. you're able to do it. And if you use too much of it or you don't use too much of it or whatever, you know, who cares? So if somebody's doing that with, with their marijuana, you know, fine. But what's happening now is they're over-consuming it to the point where it's, it's harming other people around them. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think they're over-consuming it, and that's why you're seeing the smell at all. I'm thinking maybe they just have whatever chemicals in that, in that vape that they have may just have it sitting there and settling in the air. Maybe that's what it is. And maybe that, as I said from before, maybe that's just three or four hits each person. And at the same time, that's what's giving it that horrendous smell in your neighborhood, in which case... What we're going to call five hits over consumption? No, it's like 
to what determines overconsumption. I mean, to your other point, to not say I've forgotten all of them, to your other point where you said, you know, it's messing with their ability to function at work, etc. Absolutely. Now, we don't regulate... I don't believe in regulating or, or putting a limit on the amount that they can consume based on that. However, I do believe if you're unable to function at your job, whether it's high or drunk or anything else, you should not get to keep said job, right? I cannot show up into work drunk out of this world, which means someone else shouldn't be able to show up to work high out of this world, right? Same concept. Yeah, and that occurs when they overconsume. Now, here's the thing overconsumption as you call it isn't necessarily a bad thing for a lot of these corporations because i can put you in a bad situation give you a truckload of work and tell you hey you're free to smoke and then because you're in that state you actually put up with a bad situation for longer which it has been shown to force people to do or result in people doing and that's still not a good thing however there is personal responsibility on this, in which case, hey, the product itself, just like cigarette, just like alcohol, it's legal, and you're supposed to drink or smoke responsibly. Be a responsible adult or get fired. If you smoke, get high and drive, get ticket, get arrested, get a DUI. It's the same concept. Those are the same laws. At the end of the day, it comes down to personal responsibility. That's though. fine. And what I'm saying is, is that what's occurring right now is people are over-consuming this particular drug. And they are free to do so. But just because they overconsume, if they end up in any of the effects, just like someone is able to overconsume an alcohol, you're able to overconsume, you might die, in which case you made that choice, personal responsibility, personal choice, because we would then have to even but go to the other spectrum. We're now in a segment that is no longer personal responsibility and personal consequences. The, the consequences have now expanded to include other innocent bystanders like, like myself. I, I don't want to drive past the neighborhood and have to hold my breath for 20 minutes. It's ridiculous. People are smoking way too much of this. Keep your window up, turn on your air condition, and at the end of the day, you can move. And I'm going to find the same thing everywhere I go because there's, there's people... Uh, you know, lobbying for, for more and more marijuana. I, I think it's insane. It's like, look, I understand people like their, their little vices and they want the freedom to do it, but this is ludicrous how badly people want this and how much of this they, that they use. It sounds like what you want is a very nice apartment or condo that says no smoking allowed. Or maybe HOAs do that? I'm not no, sure. No, because HOAs I've never had an that. issue with cigarettes. Nobody has ever been able to smoke me out of a neighborhood before. That's what I'm trying to tell I've you here. I've had issues with cigarettes, so that's what I'm saying. Yes, I'm saying but I've when had you a cigarette have, issue. But when you have an issue with a cigarette... I move. It's, a, it's on a smaller scale, right? It might, it might make you walk out of a restaurant. It might make you have to step out onto your balcony or something or away from your balcony. But it's never been to the point where an entire neighborhood or 20 minutes of driving ha has been unbearable because it's, it's just all saturated with, with this exhaust. Well, I drive with my windows up, and I don't, I don't know that I've ever driven with my windows down and actually experienced what you experienced. Now, I just think... Just do it today. I think you're talking about maybe one specific area, in which case, get out of that area. No, I haven't everywhere. smelt it anywhere near my neighborhoods. I smelled it on the way to, to our meeting now. 
I, I smell it on the way home. I smell it on the way to, to restaurants. I smell it on the way to grocery stores. It's everywhere. Strange it's an enough, epidemic. Where we chose this meat in space, I didn't actually smell it. Even when I went for a walk to come over to our meat in space, there was no smell. The walk here doesn't count because it's, it's under construction at the moment and nobody's around. But when you're driving around, if you were to lower your windows... You probably wouldn't have to hold your breath because I think you, you probably enjoy the, that particular smell. But for someone who doesn't use this product ever and doesn't enjoy it, it's it's like somebody's trying to suffocate me. Yeah, I actually don't use the product, but I do like the smell. So there is that. I actually do kind of like how it smells. Yeah. Not a user, but, but, but I do like the so smell. So what I'm saying is lower your window. You don't have to hold your breath and you'll see that the smell is there. Yeah, I, even so, I don't think that... I think that, hey, if you have a problem with the smell... You've got to move to somewhere where where the smell everybody exist. every state is lobbying the government to, to have even and more access to this. Hey, you know what? Then maybe you got to go somewhere that is illegal. But the world is will it's illegal start now. Accepting it's it. illegal now, and In, they still do it. It's actually medicinal right now, and they're not using it for medicinal purposes. So you they're never using know. it Maybe illegally. it is helping their glaucoma no, or I whatever do know. it is. I do know because I've walked into those smoke shops before. And I've asked questions, and when they sell you the products, they're, they're not asking for any sort of medicinal license or anything like that. It, all you have to do is walk in there, ask for the product, and because the product can, in some situations, be sold legally, they just assume that that's why you're buying it, and they give it to you. It's not like regular pharmaceuticals that's where you have to That's not true at all. Yes, this, is. Is one of the, this is one of the only industries right now that they're actually strict on. You can get alcohol underage easy. You can get cigarettes underage easily. They'll look on you, they'll just think, oh yeah, this person looks over 20 or whatever. This industry is probably the only one where you still get carded constantly and you have to prove, you have to prove that you are suffering from a certain condition. And I'm gonna argue the opposite because Alcohol and tobacco are under the ATF. You will be carded, and if a, 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 a venue, like a, let's say one of those convenience stores, is not carding people, they get punished a, to an extreme extent. If, you, if they get caught, because I can tell you, as someone that does and enjoy, do as someone that does enjoy a drink or two on the weekend to end, to end this, to end a stressful week, right? Or prepare for the next one. There have been plenty of times where they've just provided me the drink without carding me. Because you're old as dirt, and they can see it from a mile away. There's no need to card you. Exactly. There you go. I thought you still needed to card. You do need to card. Exactly, but they're not doing it, so they're breaking the law. No, it's because they know that they're 1,000% safe when somebody with as many wrinkles and gray hair and missing hair as you walking in there... You, you know, that they can they can do it. Listen, I've got a good head of hair for 55. It is okay. Let's not get on. Let's don't be ageist right now. I'm just saying that I'm okay with the smell. And I don't think there is overconsumption of this product. Listen, I understand. You're okay with the smell because as you breathe it in, you're suddenly able to see better and stuff like that. It helps my glaucoma. Yeah, absolutely. whatever. But for someone like me who's healthy and doesn't need any of these things and, and doesn't require drugs to get some sort of a mental escape from, from the world because the, the world is interesting enough as it is to me and I, I'm able to entertain myself with it, it it's, it's very, very 
you know, detrimental to my well-being. I'm sorry you'd like the majority to suffer for your ability Ah, you haven't been paying attention because I'm not asking them to suffer. I'm asking them to just consume it in in a regular amount in their own homes. To them, that is a regular amount. I mean, if they're not consuming it in their own homes, then they're technically already breaking the law. So, whatever. And I'm not even talking about... You know, they should be consuming it in their homes. Let's make sure we're we're saying that as well. Too. I'm not a- advocating for implementation of new laws. I think people should be able to govern themselves. What I am saying here is, please, if you're one of the users of of this product, to to evaluate your own consumption of it. Because if if you're consuming this in the morning, five minutes later, then you know in the next hour and then in the afternoon and then before and after lunch and then before dinner and then as dessert and then as like a you know a middle of the night snack and you know you're you're constantly doing it and you, and you 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 feel like you're naked if you accidentally left your your vaping tool at, at your house when you when you went to work or whatever that's too much you need to reevaluate your your consumption and be like wow I am super addicted to this I need to reduce it I'm not telling you to stop I'm just telling you, if if you're unable to save money <laughs> because all of your disposable income is going towards towards this item, you, you need to reevaluate it and and just slow down. That's all I'm saying. I'm not telling you to stop. I'm just saying stop drowning me in it. But what if that is their regular consumption? What you just explained. Now, what if they are still able to save money? I understand. That's, that's the regular amount, and I'm saying it's an overconsumption, and they need to reduce it. What if they don't want to reduce it? then they have a problem and they need to reduce it. No, you have a problem. They don't have a problem. They're, they're, they're still saving. It's not dipping into their funds too well, much. Look, they're fine with it. Matter here, of fact, here, in certain it, states, they allow them to grow two huge plants. So And I'm okay with that. So for all we know... Here, then, I'll put it in terms that they can appreciate and understand while they're high, okay? Mm-hmm. Listen, right now, you're vying for... The, the freedom that you should already have to, to utilize this product in any quantity that you want or all this stuff, and you, you didn't have that freedom for a long time, and you're, you're starting to enjoy it again because it's, it's being given to you little by little. You're risking losing all of the headway that you've made so far by over-consuming it because now you have people like me who are very articulate and very persuasive that are getting ready to, to go before commissioners and things like that to remove these privileges that you've been given over time. So all I'm saying is manage your own addiction to the point where it's only affecting you so that I can continue to fight for your right to be able to, to use this product any way you see fit. Alternative point is that at this point, you're spending a lot on this. Because of that, you've made in numerous states, this into a $300 billion industry. Because of that amount of money, that's why this headway is going on. All of the right people have are now bought into it. There's money to be made, and everyone who is anyone is interested in getting this pushed out recreationally so that they can all profit. So actually lowering consumption is not necessarily in your best interest. That said, if you want to smoke in your house as opposed to outside 
then I can see that. I don't think you should be limited on the amount that you want to consume. If you think you're consuming a regular amount and you're able to function as a member of society, you're able to do your job, you're able to live a happy life, you're not hurting anyone, then you do you. Stick to the amount that you want to. And if I said that too. You can smoke as much as you want when it's not affecting other people. If you do it in your house and you have a filter or something and it's not getting out in, into the regular street and the sidewalk and everything and into my house, you know, fine. But what I'm saying is, is that you're doing too much of it. You're not paying attention to what you're doing. It. You're not doing it responsibly either. You're not taking responsibility for your own actions. You're just letting all of your waste product go out in, into the environment. And you know, usually the people who get high aren't they supposed to be environmental types as well? And that's my thing. Why I don't think it's overconsumption. I think you're just having a case of one or two. One or two idiots. that covers multiple cities and neighborhoods that I've traveled I, to. I haven't. I think you may just... You just make, don't notice it because you're you sensitive enjoy the smell. to it. Exactly. I think you're just sensitive to it. And at the end of the day, it could have been a situation where the person was smoking and they just went inside and then you have to drive by. Listen, clean up after yourselves, okay? Do whatever you want. They can't really clean up the smell, though. Yes, you put a filter. You do it indoors. You don't let it just get out in, into the environment. And, and maybe you'll see that you can save money because if, if you're doing it inside of your own home and it stays in the atmosphere as much as it does out there in, in, in the street that I'm driving past, maybe you'll notice that you don't have to buy as much of it because you can just keep enjoying what you've already put into the air in your home. And then to the point that, that uh, Rob made where buying more of it helps your cause because it, it makes it into a larger industry, no, that's a neutral point because the more you're spending on that, the less people are spending on the other ones like alcohol and cigarettes and, and pharmaceuticals, which these other companies are, are also trying to, to fight against marijuana from being allowed because it's taken away from their market share. So that's just a neutral point. What I'm saying is, is that if, if you keep doing this to the point where you're harming me, now you're going to have me against you. And the moment I go before government you're going to be in some serious issue here with your freedoms. Don't worry. If he does that, you've got an advocate. I'm going to carry it up. Was your favorite advocate arguing on your behalf, or have you discovered a new respect for the opposite view?